tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. Uh-huh. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, live, online, mastering. This was episode number 65. And we got the uh, the crew back, all three of us together. Let's the, see if we can make it for 30 solid minutes. Without, the Motley uh, crew is back. The Motley crew is you know, back. Without uh, dropping anybody here. But uh, Jordan, Dylan, myself, Mike Langser, happy to all be back on Mastering This was uh, taking this you know, online uh, as we stream it and then on our podcast, uh, Jamie, Jamie, well. Jamie's still texting us while she's at the school now. Tell her we should, we should just let her know that we're doing this for the next thirty minutes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's the only one doing real work. Jamie's right the now. only one doing real work right now. Shout right. out to Jamie. There you go. But somebody's got to make some money, right? Oh, thank God. <laughs> so the, the the topic today is outdoor events, and mm-hmm. uh, Jordan, you just did one yeah, this past week, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But you know, I want each of you to think about some of the most incredible outdoor events you've been involved in. Um, I have a couple already in my mind, mm. and now that Governor Murphy has allowed in New Jersey up to a hundred people, I, I believe immediately, and he said by uh, July third, if I'm reading it correctly, up to five hundred people for outdoor events. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I was like, am I reading this right? I mean, who even wants to know where the schematics are coming from? But I like the numbers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to go political here, but Dylan, what, what are the legalities of outdoor events in Pennsylvania? Um, right now, anything that's hosted at your home uh, is non-regulated. So, like, as long as you're not making a ruckus and doing your thing, to my understanding, it's like, like yesterday, we had probably 15 people at my aunt's house and the big backyard. As long as you're not being, you know, outlandish and you're following the best social distance guidelines, you're, you're good to go. Right. Uh, if you are in a regulated setting like a restaurant or um, uh, a venue, it's 25% capacity. And they're, I mean, what I'm seeing is that they're overshooting it. For example, um, there's one Mexican, re- Mexican restaurant that turned their entire parking lot into outdoor seating. They just picked up their tables and moved them outside. Yep. So what, what I'm seeing is that it's open for business, but the distance between tables are huge. So I think that they're following the 25% capacity and they're still being extra cautious. And I'm, I'm very proud at least of my local area. Cause we, we were hit real hard. Um, Bucks County was hit real hard. So what I'm seeing is them going, instead of being six feet as a regulation, they're being like 12, 15, 25 feet away from each other. And they have uh, exits and, and entrances. They have a bathroom attendant um, that is going in and out. And it's a singular stall at a singular time. So they're doing a really nice job of it right now. Um, right. But I, so I'm seeing that PA is doing all right by what they're doing. Um, but I haven't seen it from a private event perspective because I haven't done it yet. But Jordan has. Correct. So, so, so we're, we're recording this on June 10th. And, and don't take any legal advice from us on what you can no. and cannot <laughs> do. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but jo- Jordan, last weekend you did a wedding that was supposed yeah. to be a big wedding. And they, they downsized. Instead of instead of postponing, they just downsized and did a backyard wedding. So what mm-hmm. was what was the feel like? and What did it look like? You know? So uh, you know what? The, the, the coolest thing that I saw when I pulled up to the home, to the resident, which was local to us um, – you know, uh, they did it in Jackson, New Jersey, um, right out by us. So they had property, which was great. So, you know, it wasn't like 
people were coming to attend an event at a and not that it's bad, but at a smaller property where they would have been kind of like condensed and the space wouldn't have been as, as acquimble as it would have been. So, you know, the space was big. So when I pulled up, I'm like, this is great. They definitely have the area to, to accomplish what they're looking to do. They had a big outdoor tent set up in the backyard um, that was done right. I mean, obviously, it looked like, you know, something that we would do with Acme or, you know, L.A. You know, tent rental, like a, a big professional, you know, style tent, um, which was really cool. And, uh, and everybody was happy. It was just really cool to see people. I, I wasn't sure what the vibe was going to be, like, pulling up. Like, you know, so immediately I was out, out of my car with my mask on and, you know, trying to obviously, you know, put forth the rules that we're all trying to do. And, you know, and you, everybody was in masks for the beginning, like, during, you know, uh, you know I, I guess as people were coming just because it was a little bit more. I think it was a, people were a little bit on edge, even though they didn't want to show it. You know, they were definitely on edge in the beginning about where to sit and how to do things properly because – the thing that I think people also have to realize in, in doing an event at a private event space now and not having it in a venue is that there's no one really there to tell you what the proper guidelines are aside from, like, the family members at the house. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not like you're hearing it from a catering hall or you're hearing it from these are the rules that we've gotten as our regulations. So in the beginning, it was a little back and forth. People were kind of feeling it out. But it literally probably only took about 30 minutes, 35 minutes for everybody to get acclimated. People were sitting, having a good time, smiling, drinking. Um, I obviously provided um, the soundtrack for the whole day. So uh, it was a wedding. Um, this uh, past uh, uh, One quick question. Yeah. Were there, were there assigned seats or was it just open seating like a casual backyard party? So everything was super casual. Um, they, the guests that adhered to the, tw- at that time, it was a 25 person, um, you know, guest count that they could do. So they definitely capped that out. They had uh, 25 people. Um, there was a couple other, like Dylan was saying, you know, they had a, a bigger amount of room. They were practicing proper social distancing. So I believe there was probably around like 30, 35 people there, including their vendors, because they did have, you know, uh, 25 people as far as the guests were concerned. Um, and they just kind of left it open. They set up, uh, they had enough room to actually do the tent and then set up um, uh, uh, kind of arena style seating for a, a service, for uh, an outdoor service. Um, so there was uh, a small little gazebo. Like, it was done up really, really nice. Like, they got uh, a few of the bells and whistles to help, uh, you know, highlight the wedding. Uh, pro photographers snapped some great pictures. They had beautiful weather. Um, great music. The vibe was cool. You know, the, the ceremony was great. The, the groom's brother um, actually became an efficient for them. So he had got ordained online, and it was uh, definitely a really cool feel-good moment. I think that if we had to come back from such a, you know, crazy pandemic this was a great way to start it was family driven um it was heartfelt uh you know like the family members were playing different parts like i even saw like the dad who owned the house it was the parents house i believe he was back and forth like you know trucking in ice and you know every it was like all hands on deck to you know really make this backyard party that might have been deemed like a fourth of july banger or a summer banger this awesome wedding day and it really was so it it was it's it's like uh it sounds to me like it's a DIYer's dream. Yeah, right. Like it sounds to me like my, my family would love this because everyone played a part, everyone played a role, and everyone did their own thing to get to the end goal. Right. Jordan, it's different than a uh, like a, a dance hall. It's different mm-hmm. than having everyone, you know, there and sparklers. And, and, and when we do mitzvahs, it's, you know, grand entrances and these big high-energy dance sets. Talk, let's talk about some of the... What was the activity? Because the activity for right. us when we do mitzvahs is dancing. But we're going to see a run on outdoor events this summer. It's going right. to happen. Whether it's a birthday party, uh, a bar mitzvah, celebration of sorts, uh, or just the regular 4th of July festive festivity. Right? Well, right? So what are some of the activities that they were doing to keep their guests entertaining besides hammering down White Claws? So, I, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you, Dill. Like, this party, that because it was so incubator at, at like, hey, we can do these – 
you know, outdoor events of 25 people, people were a little more reserved. It wasn't a crazy, you know, loud dance floor pack kind of banger. One, because it just wasn't the time or the place. I think people obviously are still worried about what's going on as they should be and the proper way to approach it. Um, so there really wasn't much uh exchange of you know i guess people like people were hanging out but they weren't hanging out you know what i mean like there was definitely conversation sure. going on um the the uh the the family was very smart about setting up like uh uh mike your your uh like your bago games and like the cornhole and like all those fun like lawn games and like stuff tailgate pong too. yeah so it was like literally a glorified tailgate straight up like people were like in tommy bahama shirts getting their tailgate on so and, so, uh, so that's an interesting one because i was just gonna ask you like would would Dylan, you know, you've been you've been more cautious than probably Jordan and I. Would you play Bago right now with you know a person standing beside with, you and with, two people because you're tossing a beanbag? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're tossing okay. a beanbag and then somebody, some I don't, I won't say a random, but some other person is then tossing the same beanbag back. You know, like okay, so here here's it's funny because I actually did this yesterday. So you're showing up to these events typically with at least one other person from your household, right? right? Um, it's the, uh, like, so for example, it was me and Z, um, my wife, and we were in the same household forever. So we could stand next to each other. I, so we're not on the same team for a game like Cornhole, um, but we're throwing to someone else who is over there. So we could be next to each other. And then what we did when we played Cornhole was we each wore a glove on our throwing hand and then just disinfected afterwards. So it got me thinking when we were playing with my cousins who have been in a different household, we were, you know, at least... 25 feet away from them at any given time. Right. When we're playing this beanbag game, think about it this way. What if we had an attendant dedicated for LED cornhole or LED ladder ball or something like that? Because we have those items in-house. And the attendant's job was to obviously man, you know, maintain and mandate um, the social distancing guidelines in a big enough field. But also, hey, listen, here are gloves for your throwing hand. Um, and between games... We're going to disinfect the entire course, disinfect each beanbag, you know, all it is is a Lysol wipe down, Lysol wipe down, and you're done. So you're talking about no more than one minute lead time anyway between event or between games. Um, so it got me thinking about what else we can do, like the Papa Shot style games. And, mm -hmm. and really you can make – this is a um, sports-themed mitzvah or like, you know, the Jets or the Phillies or what – this is – now you can take your mitzvah and make it tailgate-themed just like you wanted to. At a venue, now do it in uh, an outdoor space, like a, a big camp or a parking lot or something along those lines. Right. And it's there's just such a good vibe that comes from that. And I'm very optimistic, even with as cautious as I've been, about that exact idea of, yes, we can safely disinfect the entire area. Yes, we can safely um, play these games that interact with us as people, but at a distance. We don't have to be on top of each other to do them. So I think that there is a lot of really great ways that we can make an event now with this and outdoor idea. Agreed. So and, and, and I think creativity is going to be key because these events, like, you don't really, now that we're allowed to do them, nobody's really looking for, everybody's like, let's just do it. it. There's really no excuse needed. It could be, you know, whether you have something big or it's like, I just want to have some people over and have a good time. You know, this is right up our alley and right up everyone's alley to do these kind of games and have these kind of features and these kind of uh, ways to bring everybody together. Yeah. So I, I, I think that this this is the transition right now point of what do the next couple months of events look like? And, you know, outdoor events, 
don't often tend to be as dance oriented. Um, but there's plenty of fun things to do with outdoor events and, and certainly make them memorable. I, I mean, I think that that's, that's key. Um, you know, so, so was it Ohio opened up two weeks ago, I think, mm-hmm. and allowing up to 300 people at a, an event, but they said no dancing. So if that becomes the first thing that we have to hear, then, then we need to be prepared. So, you know, and what does an event look like with no dancing? It could be just as much fun, if not more fun, you know, with yeah. LED tan jam that Andrew just threw out there and the different games and, you know, great music. I mean, it's like going to a beach club, you know, you're going to go to a, a beach club. You don't listen to good music. You might kind of bob in your seat, but you, you know, you're not like, you know, grinding with other people, right. you know, like, so, so and, you and can I, still have good music, good vibes. Yeah. And I think it's a good, it's important to also know as, as an entertainer, that's completely the other side of the spectrum, but like what type of music you're like, you know, the outdoor vibe, that bar kind of vibe, that kind of like tailgate party kind of vibe, you know, like you could definitely set the tone. I agree with you, Mike, with, with a great playlist. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking yesterday, because like I said, for the first time in my quarantine time, I went to someone else's house and sat on their property, right? And it got me thinking, okay, this is a great space. It wasn't a huge backyard, but it was a big backyard where, all right, what if I put bleachers over there, LED bleachers? Mm-hmm. Bleachers are open concept seating that fit a lot of people, but now you can be very comfortably spaced out. The same lounge furniture idea that we would bring to event spaces can be brought to your backyard. Yep. So the outdoor event space is simply the change of the wrapping. But everything that we do in the space is now going to be custom fit, right? So and, – and and like uh, our, our buddy Rick uh, Gunterman, right? He, he's saying this is an awesome conversation because we have to start having it because it's time for everyone to tool their brain where – if, it, if you want to celebrate and have a good time and have a good vibe, let's have a good vibe. Absolutely. And do it within the proximity of what the hand that we're dealt with, okay? So, look, take your theming and make it the outdoor candy bar. Make it the outdoor beach club. Make it the outdoor sports theme that you were going to do anyway. And now, all right, so maybe your guest list has to boil down a little bit more. But – Really, when you boil it down, you're inviting only the people that you really, really, really want to be there. And that collectively brings your event space together as well as a unit. Right. And really, I think the only thing from us as entertainers that we need to be keeping in mind outside of um, the creativity side of it, of what's going to be fun, is how can we keep it safe? Here's my idea. Super great. The next question is, before we even pitch it, is how can we keep it safe? So when you say things like cornhole, and Jordan, let's let's get to you right in a minute. Yeah. Uh, when you say things like cornhole, having an attendant to uh, wipe down the beanbags and have extra gloves for everyone's throwing hand, that's simply a one-time use, done. Well, I think you're hitting the nail on the head, Dylan, in the fact that, you know, I think as a whole, you just need more personnel. I think uh, – Families have to become in tune with the idea of having more staff on site to monitor these these things that people don't even think about. Let's think about this. You know, you have people over by the cornhole station. Everybody's drinking drinks and they all put their drinks down. All of a sudden they're playing. Everybody's like, oh, my God, which drink is mine? Like some, like something as simple as having an attendant just to kind of pay attention to where everybody's putting their stuff and be like, hey, uh, Mark, that one was yours. Just so you remember, you know, like he's like, so oh, my, now, Mike. now you get that's into you, the you're, custom koozie. Well, yeah. no, you get the custom koozie, right? A koozie that's branded with the bar name, 
bat mitzvah name, and on the koozie, you write in Sharpie from the bartender. The bartender's the only one who does it. Right. Hey, what's your name? And that's your koozie the whole night. You become Starbucks. Same thing, It's, it's amazing. That's it. It's amazing. There's so yeah. many great ideas, and I just want to get started on it. Yeah, because creativity is So if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're listening to this, and you're one of our families who are considering pushing their event back, 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 but you're flexible and interested in doing this, I want to do it. Uh, <laughs> as, a, as a former camp counselor, these outdoor events and getting creative is something that I would live for. And, and uh, Mike, I, I want to maybe if we can transition to creative ways that aren't tailgate games to interact with kids, kids specifically. Yeah, so so I, one of my favorite outdoor events that we ever did was, was uh, called Club J. And... Uh, it was Jordan's bar mitzvah, not, not this Jordan, but it was Club J. And, and Jordan was like the cool kid in school, and he wanted a very cool hip party. And this kind of goes against what we were just saying with all these yard games. They wanted a trendy, um, call it Miami chic party. It was very South Beach. So they did a white party. Everyone had to wear white. Um, white tent, white lounge furniture. We had actually white faux um, uh, carpets put down in the backyard. Um, and we also did two separate tents. There's one for the kids and one for the adults. The adults had their own bar, bartenders, really cool vibe. The kids were really where the DJ was focused and the atmosphere was amazing. And uh, I'll post the, the uh, video on the comments of this later today. The party rocked and it was a really high energy club inspired party. Um, they had, you know, a photo booth, uh, step and repeat banner, every, and everything was just, you know, white. And then at night, at one point, we just kicked on the black lights and everything was glowing. So, you know, it kind of became like club glow. And it was so cool. So, you know, I, what I would say is if you are trying to do a dance party, it's very feasible still have a dance party. But at night is the key in this case. You know, a dance party during the day is, is really tough. Outdoors. The cool part about about that client too, Mike. I know, I know you were producing that event that weekend. Um, the cool part about that too is that they obviously were had the mission of making my house not look like my house, and that was something huge too. So, if you're a client that's looking to transform your house, to be like, hey, listen, we, we're going to do the party at the house, but you know, I don't want my house to look like my house. Like that was you a know, really good example of how we transformed that. I'm glad you said that. So let me actually walk people through how this event took place. Yeah. Guests pulled up their cars. They lived on this giant cul-de-sac, so they had plenty of parking, but, you know, valets might have been an option. But guests pulled up, and lining the driveway were these LED-illuminated cubes, which actually are the same LED cubes that we use for lounge furniture. But we lined the driveway with them, and they were in sync as they were changing colors. So people were pulling up, and, you know, the colors were scrolling, you know, all different neon colors. Then when guests got to the edge of the driveway where they would transition into the grass to walk to the backyard, we had a team of bucket drummers and it was awesome. It was very urban, very chic. Um, you know, they were using their white, you know, spackle buckets and some, uh, you know, big metal cans. And, uh, the dad happened to be a drummer too. So there's some great video clips of him playing the, the buckets too. Um, and that set the tone. It was like, you, you arrived right then and there. You're like, all right, cool. This is not, your boring backyard party. This is not going to be a can jam type of night and nothing wrong with that, but this vibe was different. Um, then you walk down the brick path getting to their, um, their backyard and, you know, our zap shot photographer kind of became a paparazzi photographer 
taking pictures in front of the step and repeat and then sending kids in one direction and adults in the next. Um, they were greeted by our dancers. DJ was out there and that party was awesome. I mean, epic, epic, epic. Um, so, you know, you could certainly do a dance party, but I, I, unless you guys disagree, if the feel is you want to have a high energy dance party, you probably should do it at night. You know, right. in, indoors, it's a different story because you could do things with closing the blinds. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, this party looked epic. I mean, yep. yeah, the lighting it, was spectacular. It, it kind of puts me in the mindset of the theme is king when you want to do something outdoors that is uh, elevated more than a backyard. You, if you don't want it to be a backyard party, don't treat it like a backyard party. What popped into my head is when you said the drummers is what we would call these like pops of activations, right? This extra talent. And it kind of reminds me of when you walk through Disney. You guys know I'm a huge Disney fan. And when you walk through Disney World or Disneyland, everything is very systematically placed for theming. And you'll have people that look like gardeners that'll turn into drummers. And it made me start thinking like, all right, what if you made your backyard look like Disney World? Or even for like, let's say an anniversary party, you make your backyard look like the World Showcase station is a different part of the world showcase and the and the creativity goes on and on and on because all you need to do is segment a 10 by 10 square that will be that theme and what is going to be the activation that themes there mm-hmm. um it it reminds me of the way that we handle and you guys know that i've been working for a long time on this one event uh for a survivor themed event we talked about it maybe i would say maybe 10 episodes ago where what happens when you don't want a dance party? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when we start talking about, okay, creating the color war event in your backyard where you have teams and themes and, and yep. uh, activations based on how to do competition, whether it's puzzle games, whether it's word games, spell it out, um, the Hungry Hippo style games. And what ends up happening in those coordination processes is you tell us what you love and what your family is into and the vibe you're going for. And then you start really turn it on the heat and turn it up the gas and creating something out of nothing. Right. So what I think we're going to see is not only the backyard party, but also start calling the local day camps that are closed for the summer because they're not having formal camp. You got to call them because I know that at least the ones that are in the Philadelphia area, they'll open up your doors for a private event. Absolutely. And they'll do it well. So uh, let's – Let's talk about some of the things that clients have to think about with a backyard party. You know, electricity, access mm-hmm. to restrooms, parking. Uh, you know, ice. Where, where, you know, where's the caterer going to set up? These are all very doable things, but they have to be thought out. Mike, just just people like with their stuff. You know, I mean, like you know, the missus. Everybody takes their shoes off. People are taking off their jackets. Like just putting things places. Right. So, so Dylan, to your point, thinking of unique venues like a day camp or you're know, renting at a county park or something like that that has access to pavilions you know barbecues you know things like that uh, those are great ways to go a backyard party well excuse me an outdoor party doesn't necessarily have to be a backyard party correct that's correct. outdoor outdoor event is just it eliminates the risk of the circulation that comes with being inside a, a walled building right um, I think that's I think that's the real big you know hit home piece. Get creative. I mean, you could probably call um, the local sports stadiums. I know that Trenton Thunder does a lot of really great events on their pavilions. I mean, mm-hmm. you can get you can get creative, um, and you can see some big impact pieces. I think uh, what Mike was saying is a really great 
point to hit home where you got to think when when you're dealing with this type of pandemic and planning an event during it, you got to think of every touch point. Um, it, it's a terrible supply chain activity, but it's how do I even go to the bathroom? Okay, I now have to pee. How do I do it? When I get there, how does it work? Is if someone else is there, like like, and I'm not. I mean, you can laugh all you want, but that's something we got to think about, right? Well, how do we get food? How, like, do I need separate tongs for each table? Things of that nature. Well, you're also getting into the topic too, Dylan and Mike. You can um, elaborate on this, having a catering background. What I think that our clients and everybody listening needs to realize too is that planning a party like this isn't going to mean that it's going to be cheaper necessarily than going to a venue. I think that's something that should be talked about from the get that you might even, depending on how you do it and the style and the vibe that you want to put into your event, you might end up paying more than you would than going to an actual venue, right, Mike? Yes, but you have to realize where to spend the money. So right. certain things, you know, certain things are going to cost more, certain things are cost less. You, you don't need as elaborate of centerpieces. You don't need as elaborate of, you know, signage. Um, you don't need as elaborate of linen. But but you now know, you need rent- shade. <laughs> but yeah, now you rent- need shade. Like, and and like, extra lifeguards. Renting a tent is costly. A, a good, experienced uh, a caterer is costly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but you, you also have to decide what's appropriate for you. You know, right. do, you, do you need real china? Or are you okay with, you know, higher end disposables? Uh, you know. Uh, do you look, you know, you don't need a big ballroom dress and you don't need to rent a tuxedo, you know, so you're going to save money in some areas and you're going to spend money in other areas. And, uh, it all just boils down to how you do it. I mean, that, that club J party was you know, really a high end expensive party. And I could think of, uh, you know, James's 40th birthday that we've talked about many of times, it, you know, it's a record breaking party for us in regards to, you know, the amount that they spent, but they went all in to Dylan's point on unique, memorable entertainment elements that were out of the box different, you know, and, and that party is probably going to be in my lifetime, one of the top five most epic events I've ever experienced. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, there, there are, you know, different places to spend the money. Um, and, and, you know, use your budget accordingly. But think about the logistics and, and you know, to think about other venues besides day camps. Uh, I know a lot of pool clubs, swim clubs, you know, are great options. Uh, there's there's one in Howell, Howell Point, right. uh, that does great parties. And, you know, generally a pool club closes at, I don't know, six, seven o'clock at night. A lot of clubs have rental spaces, rental right. situations, you know, built-in catering uh, situations. And, and, and even, I was going to say, too, on the pool um, topic, which is uh, that you were hitting – even having a, a company, so let's say you, you can't, you know, you're not going to do it at a place with a pool, you know, like a pool club or something like that. You're going to do it at the house. Having a company such as ourselves or, or an entertainment company that has depth, that can bring games, that can bring design, <coughs> all kinds of cool stuff to an actual pool. So even if you had a pool in your backyard, use it. Get a company in there to play games, relay races, all different types of prizes, cool stuff. That's your cocktail hour right there in a nutshell. You know, make it cool and fun. Right. And, and I'm I even agree. thinking country clubs. You know, once once the sun starts to set, you know, golf is done for the day. There are plenty of country clubs that have incredible outdoor spaces, you know, patios, gazebos um, that are readily available for rentals. And, you know, do it. Celebrate. Now's the time. And and you know what? Insider trading information. Call us because we're available. The top talent's available right now. So yeah. so call it. Um, guys, I. I I want to keep going, but our our time is up, and this was so much fun. It's a good one. 
This is a really good one. This could even be a two-parter. I know we had a, we had a couple of topics we were kind of dancing on to talk about today, so we can kind of well. So next week, segue into the Jordan. Next one. Jordan, you you kind of spark plugged uh, this conversation because you did an outdoor event. Mm. By the by, this time next week, our company will have produced from soup to nuts a virtual bar mitzvah ceremony. Well, there you go. Okay. What, what are we up to this weekend? So, so this weekend, uh, Mike and I are taking our my tech table that I've been set up here and cooped up in this chair. We're picking it up and bringing it to a temple, and we are doing a multi-camera angle um, live streaming bar bar mitzvah celebration. And next week, I want to talk um, how we went about it and all the creative ways to do. Mm. Now, what you can do is you can create a TV style production. Um, that's interactive, that is more fun to view than a Zoom call. And uh, Mike, I mean, you and I have been working a lot on this. It's going to be fun and we're going to have a good time doing it. And it's going to be meaningful and memorable. And that's what we got going on next weekend. So you got to do your thing uh, where you got to be in front of people. Mike and I will get to be like in a space where we're in front of people. One day we'll uh, all do it together on on one weekend again. Someday. 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 <laughs> All right. So, Dylan, I just want to say that what we're doing next weekend really serves a purpose for clients that, you know, they need to fulfill their temple service. They don't want to learn a new Torah portion. So doing a virtual service and then a party some other time, some other place, some other way, nothing wrong with that. So, you know, uh, any type of event, weddings, mitzvah, sweet 16s, graduations they're all looking different from now to the foreseeable future think out of the box don't feel like you're stuck with you know yeah. whatever was done in the past i totally um, i totally agree mike because if you find the right entertainment company production company that can put this together for you this will end up this is going to be the thing people are talking about like why this event was so much different and so much more fun and you know different than all the rest and the others that you've been to you know it's it's never been done whoa like whoa this. whoa 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 you're you're going to start giving away all of next week's content tune in <laughs> wednesday and with that 12 p.m. Said, eastern i'm out there you go um all right jordan you want to close it down yeah it was episode 65 Five, six, yep. five? Man, we are like, it's like anniversary day after anniversary day with this thing, man. It's cra- it was just 50. It's crazy. But we're back again. It's great to talk to you guys this week. Dylan Weissman, Mike Langsner, Jordan Marshall, Mastering Mitzvahs, the podcast, baby. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're not tuned into this cast yet, tell your friends. Let them know what's up. We're obviously back. The crew's excited. We got parties coming up, and we're here to help you plan. So spread the love. Spread the link. Let them know what's going on, and we will catch you guys next week. Thank you. See ya. <laughs>